Hey guys, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu and Ramadan Mubarak. If you are here right now listening, say Alhamdulillah because it is Allah that has brought you here and given you this opportunity to understand His words. Now, before we begin this journey, I have to put out a disclaimer. All of these notes are a summary and reflection of the tafsir of the Quran and Hadith, meaning these are not direct translations, they are not direct tafsir, and they are not exact words used either. So when I say the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, or Allah says, it is a summary of what they said, not what they said word for word. I am not a scholar, and these notes are simply a condensed summary of two to three other tafsirs of the Quran that I used. This is just a way for you to begin the journey into the Quran, otherwise you should make the intention of learning further as we'll only be scratching the surface with the summary. Now as we begin, it is important that you say Bismillah. Say it right now. This might be the first time you are actually understanding the meaning of the Quran. Start by making dua with sincere intentions. Oh Allah, please allow the Quran to illuminate my heart. Please allow me to absorb all of this information. Allow me to understand it. For you to truly understand the Quran, you must listen with an open mind. You must remind yourself that these words are not just suggestions or made up by a human. This is your creator's words. Allah knows everything about the universe and more. The Quran is our guidebook. It's the study guide that has all of the answers in it. So if Allah is telling us something that we might not understand, just remember that Allah is telling us this because He knows this is the best way to do things. Trust Allah and that everything in this book is for our benefit. And yes, I highly suggest that you make your own notes to remember or even have the Quran app open so you can follow along. I'll link all my sources below. So we start with Surah Fatiha. This is the first Surah of the Quran where we start off by understanding who Allah is, His characteristics, how Allah is the owner of the universe and the most merciful. We ask Allah for protection and to guide us to the right path. This Surah basically helps us begin our journey into the Quran and it's us basically asking Allah to please help guide us as we listen, allow us to absorb the Quran into our hearts. We are taught how to make dua, and that is to begin with praise, send salam to the Prophet ﷺ, and then make dua for guidance. On the Day of Judgment, all accounts will be balanced. Every wrong that you have done to anyone will be accounted for. So ask Allah to make you among the good people, the people who Allah has guided. Now immediately we jump into Surah Baqarah. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said to read Surah Baqarah as this surah protects you against all harm. Every good deed begins with taqwa, and that is the fear of Allah and obedience that Allah is always watching. A person who has taqwa must believe in Allah, must believe that He's in control over the whole universe, must believe in all of the prophets, the afterlife, and the unseen world. Those who reject guidance will never find their way or see the truth, even if it is shown to them. Allah speaks about the hypocrites who on the outside say they believe in Allah, but on the inside their actions don't match their faith at all. Allah tells us to accept this truth, that Allah is the Lord, and that one day we will all be accounted for all of our actions. A simple sign of hypocrisy is that those people don't realize their mistakes, and their heart is a disease. They are greedy for the world. Lying is a part of hypocrisy. Breaking promises, lying, and not keeping track of someone's belongings that someone has given or trusted you with. Even if that person fasts or prays and goes to Hajj, a person who lies will waste all of his good deeds. The Prophet, peace be upon him, hated people who lied. Lying will bring about a painful punishment. Allah tells us not to bring chaos and destruction into the world, but those hypocrites will say that they're just bringing change, and that's genuinely what they believe because their hearts are diseased. They don't even recognize what they're doing is wrong. Those who do not wish to follow the truth, they will continue to be lost. Despite even learning the truth, some people still don't change because they fear change. They follow what is easy for them and they ignore what they don't like. What do you expect will happen when you don't follow the rules of our Creator and the one who's created all life? Do not place anyone on the same level of Allah. Do not give importance or love to anyone on the same level of Allah as that is considered shirk. Allah says, if anyone has 
any doubt regarding the Quran, he challenges them to produce anything even similar to the Quran. They can call upon anyone in the world, all their most professional poets, writers, everything. Nothing will ever be able to come close to the eloquence and beauty of the Quran. No one has ever been able to even replicate the quality of the Quran. If you are alive, it is Allah's favorite to you. So how can you deny your Lord? He made all of the world for us and he made us to worship him. Allah told the angels that he will create a successor for the world he created. And the angels asked, are you going to create someone who will continue bloodshed on this world? This kind of shows that other species did exist on earth before humans. The angels asked Allah, why would you create another creature when we already worship you? Allah said that he knows things that they do not. Allah gave Adam the knowledge that he didn't give to angels. Prophet Adam had rank over the angels because of that knowledge. Everyone prostrated toward Adam except Iblis. Iblis was arrogant. Allah told Adam that he can enjoy paradise, but to avoid one specific tree, which the shaitan convinced Adam and Eve to disobey. Allah then sent down Adam and Eve to earth to repent. Allah is all merciful and he will accept our repentance, even if our sins reached his throne. Repentance is the only way to attain Allah's forgiveness. Those who follow Allah's guidance and words will be free of grief and fear. Allah addresses the people of Bani Israel, the children of Israel, the ummah that came before the Muslims. This nation was gifted many prophets, many scriptures, many miracles, and many gifts. Allah gave them preference in every way, but they took it for granted, so their deeds, their beliefs, all became corrupted over time. They thought they were the best, and it's their pride that led them to corruption since they felt they could do nothing wrong. In these ayahs, Allah invites the people of Bani Israel to follow the Prophet Muhammad and Allah promises them success if they follow the Quran and the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him. Believe in the Quran because it contains everything from the past scriptures. Everyone needs to believe in the Quran for the world to be successful. Do not alter the message even if it is bitter. Follow the Quran. A person's actions contradict the Quran when they become greedy for this world and they forget the afterlife. They don't want to follow the Quran because that means they'll have to stop doing the things they like. Allah tells us that if any time our actions don't match our knowledge of Islam, or if it's hard for us to follow a part of Islam, then ask Allah for help. Ask Allah for help in matters of this life and the hereafter. Complain to Allah. Why complain to people about your problems? He is the only one who has the power to change our situation. Even people will not be able to help unless Allah allows them to. When we pray and make dua, Allah hears more than what we say and gives us more than what we ask for. Prayer is easy for those who know they will meet Allah eventually, and they want to meet Allah. If it is easy for you to praise Allah, that means yes, you do want to meet Allah. And if it is difficult for you to pray, that means you find it difficult to meet Allah. Allah reminds the people of Bani Israel of all the favors that He's given them. They believe that they are the chosen group, that they will attain Jannah even if they don't believe in the Prophet. Allah reminds them how they saved them from King Fir'aun, parted the seas, and provided them sustenance, and yet, they took it for granted and repeatedly broke their promise to Allah. The people of Bani Israel told Prophet Musa that they would not follow or believe until they saw Allah with their own eyes. So Musa took 70 of them on top of a mountain where lightning struck and killed all 70 of those people. Prophet Musa prayed and then those people were brought back to life. They were given food and water and yet they weren't happy and wanted other types of food. And at the same time, they still mocked the scripture. Allah's punishment fell on these people because they took Allah's blessings for granted. Because the people of Bani Israel thought that since they were the children of a long line of prophets that they would be safe regardless. But Allah makes it very clear that it is not your blood that gets you into Jannah. It is your belief and in your deeds. The Sabbath is another very popular example of how the people of Bani Israel would manipulate the word of Allah. They were told not to fish on Saturday. So what did they do? They cast their nets out on Friday and then collected the fish on Sunday. 
Those who tamper with Allah's words will be punished severely. Allah commands should be taken as is. Trying to find the gray area or overcomplicating a command will only make it difficult for you to follow. They were shown miracles after miracles so that they could strengthen their faith. They were favored so much yet they wouldn't believe and their hearts became harder than stone. Allah says the heart is diseased if you are no longer able to feel guilt over committing sins. It can get to a point where nothing affects the heart. Allah says even the Quran does not enter that person's heart. Sin and disobedience to Allah is poison to your faith. They changed the Torah because they didn't want to change themselves. Some didn't even care to learn the scripture. Instead, they just relied on what they heard from their elders instead of reading the Torah for themselves. They put hard work into becoming successful in this dunya, but never put any effort into understanding the religion themselves. Their priority was off. If we want to get into Jannah, it depends on our deens and our deeds. We cannot select certain things to follow and leave other things out. It is disgraceful in front of Allah's eyes. Prophet Isa, Jesus, was also another messenger sent to the people of Bani Israel. But again, anytime they were told things that they didn't like or didn't want to follow, they would kill the messenger. The people of Bani Israel would pray to Allah to please send them another prophet. And in the Torah, they were even told about the final prophet and how they must follow him. But once they found out that the prophet was Arab and not of their bloodline and nation, they refused to follow the prophet. They said, we will only follow and believe what was revealed to our people, to us, not to others. Allah then told him, if you are true believers, then why did you kill all the messengers that were sent to you guys? The people of Bani Israel believe that they alone will go to Jannah because they are the chosen ones and because they are the children of the prophets. Even in the past, whatever scripture the people of Bani Israel were given, many would not follow. They would act as if they didn't exist. And instead of that, they, they followed a scripture what the shaitans used during the time of Prophet Suleiman. Prophet Suleiman did not practice magic. It was the shayateen that practiced magic. It happens often when a nation isn't doing too well that such evil becomes very common. Whenever they have problems, instead of turning to Allah in the scripture, they would pursue magic. They would go to fortune tellers and magicians to help them solve their problems. Harut and Marut were the two angels that revealed these magic. But they didn't do so without warning everyone that, listen, we were sent as a test. Whatever you want to learn from us is haram and it will only bring you more chaos. They told these people that they were sent as a test that they should not listen to what they can teach them. They shouldn't follow these magic rules, but they didn't listen. They learned the magic that caused husband and wife to separate, which is a great shayateen act. It is the greatest of all evil. But you have to realize, any harm that was caused, no matter how strong or weak the magic is, it will not affect a person without Allah's permission. Even if someone is afflicted, they should accept that they have been afflicted by the will of Allah. And if they ask why, they should remember that this world is a test and that this world is a life full of problems. Anyone who practices magic, good or bad, or goes to a peer, magician, fortune teller, they have no place in Jannah for them. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, if all of the nations were to gather together to benefit you in some way, they would not be able to benefit you unless Allah allows it. And if the entire world were to gather together to harm you, they could not harm a single hair on your head without Allah allowing them to. The people of Bani Israel would continue to mock the Quran, but Allah consoles the believers by telling them to just ignore them. Only because they are envious, they are jealous that the prophethood and message came down to the Arabs and not to anyone from their nation. It is up to Allah who he wishes to bless and give the message to. We should accept that. Instead of being jealous, we should just ask Allah for whatever you want. The people of the scripture would wish that the Muslims would leave their faith out of jealousy, that Allah gave the Muslims this honor. And Allah says to pardon those people. Allah says whenever an envier shows you hate, then just pardon them because Allah will take care of it. The Christians say that the Jews are wrong. The Jews say the Christians are wrong. They both recite the same message, yet they oppose each other. And on the day of judgment, Allah will judge them accordingly. Those who claim that Allah has taken a son, 
it is false. Allah is the creator of all creatures. He owns everything in the universe and is all-powerful. There's no reason why Allah would claim a son. Humans naturally ask, why doesn't Allah speak to them or show them signs? When Allah responds, He says, He sent down messenger after messenger with many miracles to help guide the people, yet they still don't want to follow. True guidance only comes from Allah, so ask Allah for guidance. And to be able to be guided, it is necessary to understand the Quran. Prophet Ibrahim is mentioned. He was tested greatly and he surrendered himself completely to Allah and completed every command that was given to him despite all the hatred he faced from his nation and people, even his own dad. Allah rewarded Prophet Ibrahim with leadership and Prophet Ibrahim asked if all of these blessings and leadership would be given to his people, which Allah said, only for those who follow. Prophet Ibrahim was obedient to Allah and was made a leader. The people of Bani Israel were not obedient and so they were stripped of their leadership. That is why the prophethood went to someone else. If you wish to be close to Allah, then be obedient. Ibrahim wanted this leadership to continue amongst his people and Allah made it very clear that leadership is not inherited. It is earned and granted by Allah. It does not matter whose children you are, it's our deeds that matter. However, when Prophet Ibrahim asked for provisions for his people and blessings, Allah said it is for everyone meaning that guidance from Allah is a gift Allah gives to only those whom He loves and worldly riches Allah gives to everyone, those He loves and who He dislikes. Ibrahim is a prime example of someone who submitted his desires and wishes completely for the sake of Allah and he instructed his son to do the same. In fact, all of the prophets left this as their legacy to their children and instructed them to submit themselves fully for the sake of Allah. Tawheed, this is Tawheed, worship your Lord and only your Lord. When the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him died, Abu Bakr said, whoever used to worship the Prophet peace be upon him, he is gone now. And whoever worship Allah, Allah is eternal. So worship Allah, not the messenger. So let's summarize what we learned in chapter one. The first is, the Quran is a book of guidance and it is for those who actually want to know the truth. There are three different types of people, believers, non-believers, and hypocrites. And we learn how the hypocrites lie to others and themselves. We learn that people should only worship Allah alone and make no partner in Allah's divinity. We learn about the Quran's uniqueness and how Allah challenged anyone to be able to replicate it and how it could never be replicated. We know that this book will guide many and yet some will read it but never be able to learn. We learn about the story of the creation of Adam and Eve and how Allah's plan and promise to send His guidance from time to time through different prophets. We learn how Allah addressed the people of Bani Israel to accept this message, how Allah's warnings to those who don't follow Islam, how Allah's blessings for the people of Bani Israel and how they took advantage of it, how many of them were arrogant to follow the teachings of their prophets, how they rejected the prophets and even tried to kill them. We learn how the people of Bani Israel disobeyed Allah's commands and became too greedy for the life of this world, how they changed the Torah and followed other scriptures of devils and magic. This is a reminder to the believers to follow these examples, stay firm in your principle, and how people of the scripture will always try to mislead you with false claims. The true guidance of Allah is here. Read the book of Allah and follow it. And last, we learn about the great example of Prophet Ibrahim and how he stood up to his nation and dad and how he had complete trust in Allah, complete tawheed and taqwa. So that's actually the end of the first chapter of the Quran. Surah Baqarah continues on to the second chapter. 